I thank you kindly for firing up the podcast system. That's cast with an E. Podcast system. With me, Lovey. And yes, that is my real name. Every episode, I tackle something new in the world of politics, pop culture, race, and the lack of relations. Be sure to subscribe and enjoy every shady moment. Be hashtag blessed, y'all. Yes, I have to clear my throat before the start of this one because I am super excited for this episode. Rami, which is a show that if you haven't seen, for shame, this program, yeah, I'm going to call it a program because it's that kind of classy, is freaking amazing. I was enamored after the first toe cleansing, but you have to watch in order to understand. Rami Youssef has created pure genius with all of the characters, their storylines, their interactions, everything is both flawless and intriguing and thought-provoking. And finally, finally, we get a program where the white man isn't the one who always wins. Actually, the white dude goes to jail, but that's neither here nor there. To talk about this show and how it relates to the world and our lives, because it does, is my amazing sister. Yes, there's another one. There are so many of us. My amazing sister, Shanti. I told her she should watch it and she binged it in one weekend. You listening, Jake? She actually did her homework. So I'm excited to welcome my sister to the show. Welcome, Shanti. Hello. It's so good to see you. It really is. <laughs> in the land of COVID, it's good to see anybody. I know. A smile. I know. And I've been telling people about what we've been doing remotely and our cooking sessions together and just hanging out, video chatting. I have no idea why we never did Zoom and FaceTime as much as we do now. It seems shameful. It does. And yet here we are and it's wonderful. (laughs) I'm just going to jump right in. This show, Rami. This show, Rami, is so (laughs) good. I don't even know where to begin, but tell me your gut feeling because I remember getting your text last night at midnight or was it like 3 a.m. where you're like, I'm so angry. And I was like, oh, she finished the series. And that's a really good spoiler alert for everybody listening. Um, (laughs) If you have not finished the series, come back or listen to us. Listen and then go back and watch it and then come back and listen to the show again. You know, straight up, first of all, I can't believe I'm awake because I stayed up pretty much all night for the last few nights listening and watching the show. It's amazing. And I don't understand how something could be flawless and so flawed at the same time. Girl, reach. <laughs> because I think that is one of the most favorite parts of the show for me as a whole, being able to see something so seamlessly written and yet the flaws, the the nicknames, the music of the of the tones of the people talking. Oh my gosh, the inside jokes. I loved it. Everything. And so, you know, I'll, I'll try my best not to give away too many details, but I lie. I will. So from all of the characters, right? His dad, Farouk, his mom, Maisa, his sister, Dina, every character has a story and you actually want to hear their stories. Like you want to dig in deeper. What was one of your favorite episodes? We can kind of hash out one of the favorite episodes that you thought was 
so well done. I mean, they're all really well done, but what was one that really stood out to you? Okay, I don't want to suffer from the recency effect because now that I've seen the entire series to this point, I almost want to go straight to the end, but let me slow down. Yep, yep. Savor. You know, build up, Uh, build up. (laughs) If we're going to talk about savoring, if we're going to talk about what I really enjoy, sensually, the strawberries. (gasps) Oh my God. Becky, yes. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) The strawberries was so pivotal because we already care. We already are... We're lost to the characters already. And now we get a chance to go deeper. I mean, when is the last time you were able to go back in time with someone and yeah. see their origin story? Yeah. It was amazing to go back and see this child, this forming man, and how he responded to such a amazing and eventful, well, I don't even want to say eventful, I just want to say tragic point. And it's not in the formulaic points that we usually will see. No. 9-11, it's in a deeper, more detailed, um, nuanced. I mean, let's go and talk about the walkie-talkie, shall we? That That's the whole thing. Every piece, especially in this episode, every piece of every part of this whole puzzle is completely unexpected. This is not your standard square puzzle. This is... You know, there are nooks and crannies that don't seem to fit in, but somehow they do in the last moment. And you can't predict what's going to happen. Because there were a couple of times in the show where I was like, oh, he's going to do this or she's going to do that. And it didn't happen. But I still was like, yo, that's that's insane. But it also makes sense. When's the last time that Osama bin Laden walked into somebody's dream in a show and you weren't completely offended. You were listening to him. You were like actually you were. listening to what he had to say. And when he slammed and, it down and said, we were friends. I mean, but it's right. It is true. All of it. And I was still pining for strawberries by the end of that episode. As somebody who is really interested in theater and writing and books in general, I just wanted to be in the room with the writers as they were coming up with the concepts for each episode. And I know that some of this was based off of real life stories, but damn. And when you say damn, I mean, he inhabited a child, a child's perspective of how scary this entire thing was. We were all reduced in many ways to the eyes of a child to see something so core gripping and to not know what to do with it. And then to hear all of the different accusations everywhere, even down to in your own self. It like was, you said, with the walkie-talkies. Yeah. Imagine being a child of Muslim heritage from, you know, parents are from Egypt during 9-11 and looking at your parents as if, are they in on this? And looking at your friends and saying, this is what it means to have a concept of a friend. This is what friendship truly means. And to see your own friends questioning who you are after having been who you've been all this time. Forever. Forever. Wait, this is me. You know me, guys. It just shook. It shook me so hard. I mean, and it's, it screams It screams about what humanity kind of is and what it is today still. If I were to take that episode and look at it today... Look at how people are behaving when it comes to Black Lives Matter movement, right? Mm. All of a sudden, you're a Marxist. All of a sudden, you're you're about destroying the sanctity that is 
the United States of America and how beautiful and wonderful it is. And you're like, no, man, I'm just trying to live. But okay, why am I now the bad guy? Mm -hmm. Why do I have to prove myself? Right. Another part of that episode, which just shocked and so touched me. And I think because we're sisters, you know, I'm going to say when the father Uh, took the the flag. flag. My heart broke because not only do I remember coming back home to New York after 9-11 and seeing, because, you know, we lived in Queens, right? So Queens is like everybody everybody in every culture and every part of the world lives in Queens. And prior to 9-11, you saw people representing flags from their countries. You saw people representing, you know, their gaudy lion in front of their yards. <laughs> <You> saw... <laughs> shade, no shade. You saw all of that, right? And then coming back home after 9-11, it was American flags up and down the row houses in Queens. As if everyone had to be like, no, I swear I, you know, pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America. And yet every single person was pledging allegiance to the flag of the United States of America, too. I mean, it was it was a very complex time because on the one hand, the demonstrative side, I want everybody to know and I'm American. On the other side, there is patriotism. And do you need to feel like you are betraying yourself because you are patriotic? It, it was just, it was, and, and now you must judge me because you need to see my patriotism. It was a lot. Right. And to think about it, since 9-11, I can't think of one show like this one where there was a Muslim core, whether it be Egypt, whether, you know, whatever part of the Middle East was represented that didn't have a negative connotation of the Muslims represented in there or representing Islam as if it was like a bad thing. This has truly been the first show that I've watched where I'm like, wait a minute, they're kicking it and having a great time. And they're like my, the people I grew up with and they're my friends. And these are the people I want to, I want to hang out with them. This isn't 24. You know what I mean? Like every show since 9-11 that has any any connection to Islam is legitimately like 24. Hate on hate on hate. It's horrible. You know, it, and this is interesting because- I love that you're smiling. I just I, like I, looking at your smile. You're so sweet. <laughs> you're so sweet. I, this, is, this show is a show that makes me feel like it was done for us, by us. And you remember Girl. those jeans. Fubu, yes. <laughs> this is like the Egyptian Fubu. Yes. Because really, we black, right? <laughs> if you ask Shadi, we black. We black. Yeah. We're, we're in Africa. But it felt like home. It feels it, like home, the language, the music. I wait for the music the and music, the credits. It, it's the whole, like, so yesterday I was... Mm-hmm out on a walk and I listened to the soundtrack again and the soundtrack is fire. You know, like the whole thing, they packaged something that was truly beautiful. And every, and I have to say every episode, it wasn't just like, ha ha ha, this is really funny. You would laugh, you would get angry, you would feel sad. You, you would know, think. You, you would think, you'd start to question yourself. Wait a minute. You know, and I'll talk, let, let's bring up Rami as, as, as a character, right? Mm-hmm. So what a complicated man. 
Perhaps it was the strawberry incident and late night conversation with Osama bin Laden that triggered the person that he is today. Who knows? But he is complex, but he's also probably one of the most honest characters I've ever seen on TV. And I'm not saying he's overall a good natured guy, but he's honest. So you know what you're getting with him, right? What did you think about his character? You know, I I loved his character because, you know, coming from a writer's background and understanding that a narrative doesn't necessarily always have to be truthful. Yes. Um, it is refreshing not only to see us, to, to watch him work himself out in front of us or not, but work ourselves out within, in terms of our relationship with him. He doesn't tell the truth, but yet that honesty is there. And honesty always seems to be wrapped up in a package of good, you know, like it's a platitude. Yes. And, and this saying that I keep hearing in these shows, because I'm watching a few, but this one, if I'm being honest. <laughs> if I'm being honest. If I'm being honest or I'm being honest. It's like, why do you have to preface with that? Just say what you're going to say. In this world of technology and a face uh, brand and, and this face and that face, and I'm going to be this person here and that person there. And who are you? Honestly. Being God. able to... <laughs> Truth be told. Right? Who am I? It's wonderful to be able to say, hey, this is me. I don't drink. I want to follow God. I want to seek these things out. But, but I can't get there. <laughs> but I also want to have sex. I'm also going to watch too much porn, whatever that means. <laughs> Him watch a lot of porn. <laughs> that's a lot. That's a lot. That's a lot. <laughs> like the fact that every male sort of, you know, elder that he comes across and he, te like, he openly tells his story to, like, he'll sit on the street and be like, yeah, I, you know, I want to go to the mosque and I, I you know, I want to follow God, but, you know, I've watched a lot of porn and you see them all look at him and they're like, you have to stop watching so much porn. <laughs> they all know, they all they, know the story. That, but that's what it is, right? So the way that they say it to him, they're not saying it as if, oh my goodness, what, 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 what is this? addiction that you have they all say it coming from people who have probably been in his position who have figured out a way to move past it or at least lie enough about it where they're like we're not going to talk about this openly so please stop <laughs> like like when he was at the mosque that one time and he went to get counseling and say i need help and home dude was like you you know what you're just gonna have to go you're gonna you stop watching so much porn and go home. Just sit in the mosque. Sit in the mosque. <laughs> go vacuum. <laughs> Do something. It's true. And and yet and yet we we ride along with him because yeah. he loves his parents. He he's got <laughs> sibling, you know, angst. Oh boy, poor Dina. And <laughs> and he has friends and he is striving. But being able to go on this ride with him is amazing in the sense that you root for him, and yet you know. <laughs> and that's the thing. Everyone in the show, everyone watching the show is rooting for him. No matter how many mistakes he makes, you're rooting for him. His friends are like, dude, the best... I love this yeah. line when his friend Mo said, you know, man, I pray for you all the time. I pray for you 
all the damn time. I pray so much for you that I feel guilty that I'm not praying enough for the Afghani children who are starving. That's how much I pray for you. And you're like, yeah, I'm rooting for you, Rami. But I also know you're not really going to change, are you? And you see it. And as much as you want him to change, you know that it's not going to happen. But there's something within us, right? It's almost like we are channeling him within ourselves where it's like, okay, if I really want to change, maybe I will. I can't remember the last time I yelled at the TV screen. Yes. <laughs> he was eating those gummy bears. I'm not going to ruin the whole, whole thing. He was right. eating those gummy bears, leaned up against the car. I see. And it. I'm screaming, no. Go home. No. No. Right. Go home. <laughs> go. You know what? Don't even go home. Walk. Just keep Just walking. Just get out of there. Keep walking. Stop. Don't turn around. Save but yourself. That's the other thing. Okay. And I know that for those who haven't seen it, for shame. You really can't predict what's going to happen in every scene. And sometimes you think that the scene is done. And three episodes later, you finally get the truth in some random ass passing. And you're like, oh, what? Well, I, that's what I love about the show, too. You're an engaged. You're engaged. Yeah. Because they're little... They're little hints and droplets and mm -hmm. bits and pieces. Hansel and um, Gretel ain't got nothing yeah. on them. <laughs> you I'm with know you. Me. I'm with you. <laughs> Take your train of cookies. Are nom nomming the whole way down. <laughs> and I was like, wait a minute, I remember this. Yeah. And there was a clue. Mm -hmm. Scooby Doo. But it seriously. Is. And I know we sound like hella fans right now but we are and you will be too it almost feels like somebody's paying us to say this stuff they're not i mean they can but they're not <laughs> <laughs> i immediately after the series season two ended i started looking them up tell me more like i want more who are you how did you find this out how did you create this and the characters the characters i really think these are their real stories but the characters some of them are don't actually don't friends they're legitimately friends and you just want to sit in the room you want to be a fly in the wall on a conversation that they're all having because it's tasty it's just it's inappropriately delicious <laughs> it is and and one of the things that i'm again love about the show and i mean there's so many things it's like it's all flying around in my yeah. brain being able to just say wait a minute if he had just took a minute and thought mm -hmm. about this, the outcome would have been so different. And one of the things that I really am trying to learn mm -hmm. <laughs> is being able to take a minute. Slow down. Slow down. Don't I always meditate. tell you? I say slow down. There's no rush in take life. Take a breath. Take 10, thousand. <laughs> <laughs> take a break because I think it's true. Like, And the show really portrays that well as, as a parallel to our lives, right? How many times are we in positions where something major is presented in front of us, or minor for that matter, and we feel an obligation to make a decision, A, quickly, and B, that benefits the other person more than it perhaps benefits yourself. And I feel like every time that he made a decision that was that did not end well, it was because he was trying to do the right thing for the other person. Which is a bit hubristic. Yeah. I mean, what makes you have the right to do something better for that other person? Did you ask them? Do you know? We assume what, a lot. What are your intentions? What are your intentions? What did you intend my daughter? 
Oh, I love you. I love you. I love you. <laughs> but you know, Rami is the name of the show. Yeah. So, so we gonna we gonna go with him. But as we continued, and of course, I drank the whole thing down in less than forty eight hours. Cause it's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you were thirsty Punched. yeah i would i'm still thirsty because I, I know i want season three you know me you know that i'm not the one to necessarily go right back unless it's a twilight zone episode or something where Hello. i feel that kind of comfortable yeah. i'm not necessarily going right back and watching the whole thing again but i want to this is an exception i want to because and we talked about this earlier mm -hmm. there were so many like you said, the trail, you know, the, the, the crumbs that were left that you didn't necessarily catch the first go around. But now I'm like, you mentioned something to me about Uncle Nassim, who, by mm. the way, my heart goes out to. Because when I first met him, I was like, who is this cat? Why is he? Why do they keep letting him come back to the house? Everybody has that uncle. Everybody has that uncle. We're not going to name names. <laughs> But we all have opinionated <laughs> loud <laughs> uncles. <laughs> We're really nice girlfriends. Anyway. Yes, 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 yes. Preach. Oh my God. Literally preach. <laughs> yes. 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 Oh, oh God, I'm sorry. We got answers for this. <laughs> We go pay for this in some yeah. heavy, heavy way. You know, I'll, I'll send like a really nice Christmas gift for about half of us. <laughs> and you know what? Speaking of being brave, let me tell you what else is brave about this show. Do tell. Steve. <gasps> Steve. <laughs> Girl, Steve. Okay. If you don't know who Steve is, like I'm trying to figure out how to describe, you describe Steve because you're so, so much more eloquent than I am and far more, you know, kind hearted. So I'll let you describe Steve. Steve is not necessarily my favorite character, but I enjoy him completely because he is a man. Yeah. He's a person. He is not just put in there for any particular reason. He is fully actualized. And he's an asshole. <laughs> yeah. And you don't feel guilty saying it. Nope. But if you, you know, in a typical scenario like this, a sitcom, a comedy, even a drama, a character like Steve, who has disabilities, you automatically feel sad for, right? <laughs> he comes on screen and you're like, oh man, Steve, like I feel for you. I wish that you were healthier. I wish that you had longer life to live. Steve legitimately rolls up into the scene, you know, with his scandalousness, douchebaggery, and no shits are given. Cause he's like, this is me and this is how it's going to be. Step over. Like, step over. <laughs> step, step over. over. <laughs> That's Steve. And I love it. I love it because they also don't back down. It would make some people uncomfortable to see the dynamics between Steve and the and Mo and you know, Ahmed in the show, but they don't back down. They're <laughs> and isn't that what friendship is? Yes, I mean that's certainly what we do in our family. Mm -hmm. I'm like, did he just say that to me? In like English. in front of every in English. <laughs> no, he's like, I can understand that you said it in English. It's like, oh damn, oh my god. But okay, so Steve, yes, he is a necessary character in the series. I can't think of not one primary who isn't. 
And what I'm most looking forward to and I'm hoping for in season three is that we get to dig in deeper on the other characters. I want to find out more about Mo. I'll talk about one more episode and then I won't give too much away. I lie. I may talk about more than one. When he goes to Cairo. My cheeks are hurting right now from just thinking about that episode because it was both majorly uncomfortable, but also really eye-opening, right? To think about going back to your homeland, right? Like where your parents are from. And all you want to do is connect in this deep way. And your cousin rolls up with the, you know, what's up, Holmes? Like, let's hit up the club. And you're like, I could do this back in Brooklyn. Like, I don't, I wanted to visit. I wanted to connect. I want to feel whole again. Like, I want to feel the void of the excessive porn I've been watching. Like, what are we going, how are we going to get there? And you're watching these, the, I think it's two episodes that were filmed in, in Cairo, but what do you, what did you think? Putting your expectations on what you you think something should be. It was interesting to see what his relationship to what he thought home actually was versus mm-hmm. what it was. And that's saying you can't go home again. He wanted to feel that instant, immediate, spiritual, these are the answers. It's not that easy. No. It never is. And being able to see the flaws and see the people, I mean, that party, and jump right in and think, okay, I'm going to have a kumbaya moment. And this is going to be, I'm, this is where all the answers are. And my soul shall be cleansed. And it's like, you've only been here 48 hours. <laughs> it's like, not going to be able to do it. Yeah. Can you do it? I'm not, not going to be able, able to do it. <laughs> But But, I mean, but it was uh, still beautiful. The genuine feeling like I'm looking, I'm searching, I'm lost. When Shadi was like, he was articulating all the things that Rami was feeling and still want to go to Chili's. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay. I'm going to, I'm going to talk about the concept of honesty, the concept of partnership, all all of that. Right. Because these are all themes within the show. And I don't know what it did is it made me question all of the social norms that we have gotten so accustomed to in life, you know, from just like following in the footsteps of, okay, you go to school and you go to another school and then you graduate. And if you're really lucky, you get to go to another school and then you get this job and that's supposed to be awesome. And then you have a family and that's great. If you don't like to sleep, you're like, wait a minute, why did we do this? Is this inherent in us or is this because we're all trying to follow the guidelines set forth? And it makes me like looking at him go through his life, albeit not, you know, the entire thing. But you start to wonder, what are you doing, Rami? And the overlay of these expectations again. I mean, I when you were talking, I just remembered that scene where he finally dates a Muslim girl. Yeah. And he finally loses the chaperone and they finally connect and have a great time and he can't get his image of what he thinks she is out of his mind enough to actually see who she is and what she wants and how she wants to be satisfied and that honesty being able to see and show that and explore that that was that was something else but the answers because then it also makes you wonder right if someone like that who has, let's say, a sexual propensity to in excess and he finally dates what he thinks is supposed to be the ideal woman for him, but he can't share his desires with her, 
then what the hell are you doing for the next 40 years? Was it ideal or idealized? Hello. (laughs) (laughs) Right? It's so interesting. And even the dynamic between the siblings, right? So he has Dina as his sister. The way his parents treat her versus the way his parents treat him, it's not even subtle. It's not even subtle to the point where at one point he says, like, why are you treating me like Dina? Because they told him, like, he had to come home or something. Mm-hmm. And he was like, why are you treating me like I'm her? Dang. Yeah. It took me a second. I was like, do I do that? Has it been done to you? Well, yeah. yeah. Well, we know. We know it has, though. Yes, we do. Look at our, you know, our parents. Dad is dad. Is dad. Dad. <laughs> <laughs> And we can't even pretend like dad doesn't treat us differently based on sex, based on age, based on like dad's not even subtle about being like, well, you know, your brother and sister, the the smartest in the bunch. And I'm like, dude, I'm standing right here. <laughs> it's like it's like Steve when he's like, you said that in English. <laughs> It's just what we we're all accustomed to, I guess. And I don't know, perhaps I feel like Jacob's generation, that, that younger bunch or Christine's actually even more so. Maybe they're on a different path to being more honest with themselves. I hope. Right. I think with, again, technology, being able to see yourself and hear yourself more than all, ever. Yeah. Too like too much. Mm hmm. You understand how you're perceived in the world, or at least you know that there's going to be a perception of you in the world that once it's recorded, it's gone and out there and there you are. And I think Mm -hmm. in many ways that allows people to tap into themselves in a way that was different than when I was coming up. And hopefully those powers will be used for good. But it makes me a little nervous to think how people can manufacture lies even to themselves where they're not being honest to anyone and the lie becomes the truth and And that's the truth they aspire to to be right and that truth quote-unquote truth can destroy individuals lives it's an interesting thing maybe that's why there's so many depressed people maybe that's why there are so many unhappy people imagine if we were all like yeah i don't want to do that yeah I don't like this job. <laughs> I mean, I think I think back, there was a period in my life where I was so direct about a lot of things. I wasn't necessarily well liked for it, but I would quit a job like nobody's business. I'd wake up and be like, I don't want to do this anymore. I quit. And everyone's like, how could you just quit like that? And I'm like, easy. I quit. That's it. I'm out. That There's was- many things to quit. Yeah. It could be a job. It could be a relationship. It could be a friendship. It could be a habit. It- eating meat. I don't know. You know, a lot of things. You were a vegetarian for a minute. I was. And then I got a hankering for a blue cheese, double cheeseburger. Was there bacon on it? <laughs> yes. I mean, I know it's like faux pas. <laughs> we're talking about like Rami and I like, is there bacon? <laughs> it was definitely not halal. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So what's one final thought, theory, feeling that you would share with the world and by the world like the people who are listening because you know it's not a lot of people but what would you tell them what's your walk away your takeaway pace yourself (laughs) 
Yeah. <laughs> because yeah. I'm sure everything that's put out now on uh, streaming mm-hmm. is designed in some ways that it can be consumed all at once or in the spirit in which it was given in cereal form. I ate that cereal without a spoon. I slurped the milk. I drank it down. I enjoyed it immensely. Pace yourself because there's a lot in there and there's a lot to digest. And it's some of it's going to hurt yeah. if you're doing it right. And you really need to take that time afterwards and think about it because the show encourages and invites you and actually holds your face to watch it and makes you evaluate yourself, not just in terms of the stereotypes that you may know or not know, not just um, realizing that these stories are so rarely told and now hopefully going to be continued and, and shared. You realize that if you're not being honest with yourself, then you got more work to do. A lot of work to do. You're exactly right. I think when I talked to you this morning, when we first were talking about it this morning, I said, this is when I miss college. Because Mm -hmm. this is the kind of show, movie, you know, book that I would want to dissect the hell out of with a group of people. And just go through all of the different, well, what did you think? And what did you see? And oh my God, I didn't even catch that. That's the kind of program it is, because, you know, old school program. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It is good. And we didn't even get into all of the gender conversation. No, we, I mean. The, the relationships. The mom. We didn't even talk about his mom. Woo! Like, she's an entire series in herself, you know? Mm-hmm. She had the one of the best lines. In the, and I won't give away, but, but she had one of the best. Yes! lines in the entire show said under her breath that I was like that's my dog yep. yes I was I like see you I was like I right I see you I see you <laughs> bet bet for real mm. I was like let me let me join this family <laughs> yeah you are that that's the show you're joining yeah. the family you are you have become a member of the family just by virtue of being there at least I felt so no, we did. I did. Because if you did, I did. Uh, you know we, we did. Yeah. We did together. You ain't going there without me. No, of course not. <laughs> I do. Leave you there by yourself? We're going to leave together. <laughs> no, it's time to go. It's time to bounce. We, we're all going. We're ne- do I'm the Ramadan. Here. <laughs> do, do the Ramadan Girl. for me. Do Girl. the Ramadan for me. Girl. Yo, that was... There... <laughs> there are so many... There are so many one-liners. I need to watch it with somebody who speaks Arabic because there are many one-liners that we didn't hear. Oh, I'm certain. Catch. I'm certain that some they were titles like, were not there. No, this was for the in crowd, and oh, I was yeah. like, I want to be in mm-hmm. <laughs> with mm-hmm. what you go. Like, I really wanted to be down, and I was like, somebody translate. I'm gonna call my friend Nada and see if she can hook me up with the the Egyptian translation, Arabic translation. The character but, acting was amazing. Oh my god! And then the, the cameos. Even the the converted nice white dude, <laughs> I could dig him. And I'm not listen. I'm not saying that it's sort of like I don't want white people in shows, but I have a tendency when there's a show that's focused on any group that's marginalized or any people of color, I really like it to be based off of them. And he was a character where I was like, you know what? I see your place. Mm-hmm. I like it. You didn't overdo it. You can stay. <laughs> 
And then he's out. (laughs) You know, and then it's like, and exit scene left. (laughs) And it was, it was perfect. But I am so glad that you watched this with me. I'm sorry for Rami not, you know, he was, Rami did Rami. So we'll work through that together when season three comes out because I hope it does soon. It will. I hope it does soon. I was angry at him, yes, but I was really glad to feel that level of emotion. Yeah. To be angry at him. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I care enough about you to be bad. This is good. This, this isn't your standard, all right, let's wrap this show up with a nice little bow and send everyone on their merry... This isn't pretty in pink, okay? This is not that kind of movie. This is not that kind of movie. Mm. No. But wonderful! I love you. I love you. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. People are like, I'm getting so tired of you and your siblings. And there are at least two more that you haven't met. (laughs) Oh, yeah, that's right. I love how you said at least. Girl, listen, I don't know what's... Your father was a popular man at some point in his life, you know? (sighs) Again with the past tense, lovey. Again with the past tense. Yo! (laughs) You, You know at one point, like, after dad moved up here, he was like, yeah... My friend, I was like, what friend? What are you talking about? He was taking some woman to the library and helping her like with her Chinese translations. And I was like, I don't have time for this. <laughs> I was like, I don't have time for this. I don't have time for this, dad. Do you better you not say I don't have time for this because you're going to make me go into another scene. Oh. <laughs> you know what? We might have. <laughs> oh, okay. Which scene? You know which scene. Pillow here. Uh, oh my God. She said, I don't have time for this. Mm-hmm. I felt I'm not it. Doing this tonight. Yeah, she was like, I'm not. I'm not. I have time for this. I don't have time for this. I'm about to head out. You got my headscarf off and everything. I'm out. Mm. I'm out. Mm. <laughs> I love you, sis. I love you. And thank you so much for joining me. And let's do it again soon. The pleasure was mine. Thank you to our host, Clovercrest Media Group. Kev from BK for our visual arts and the fire intro song Filthy by TVP Records. Podcast system.